Shalom to all. Today's office, Nazar Daf Tesvav. We are starting at the top of the Daf with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basar Biakov Maisha, Her Nishama Shadavanaliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rifka Basar Meir Zev, Her Nishama Shadavanaliyah. Now, in this Mishnah, we have a similar case to the previous Mishnah. However, the chief difference is as follows. In the previous Mishnah in Gemara, we spoke about two different Naziras and how he started keeping one nether of Naziras but had to pause it in order to keep his second nether. And then he resumed his first nether of Naziras after he finished the second nether. Now over here, we're going to be going with the first shot of the rush, even though the rush provides two different shatim, we're going to be going with the first one. This mission is going to tell us that even though he has two separate nidharm of naziros, he's able to conclude them at exactly the same time, which means one's able to overlap the other. Or to say it a little bit differently, he can keep two Naziras concurrently. So Mishnah tells us, a person says, I'm going to be a Nazar when I have a son. And I'm going to be a Nazar for 100 days. And we already know from the previous Mishnah in Gemara that the Chiyav of him to be a Nazar for when he has a son, it takes precedence. So he started keeping his Naziras of 100 days. And then he had a son. If he had a son up until and including day 70 of his 100-day Naziras, he hasn't lost anything. He continues keeping Naziras for another 30 days. And that Naziras counts for both his son's Naziris and for his 100-day Naziris, and he ends these two Naziris periods on the same day. However, Lachar Shivim, if he had a son after day 70, Soyser Shivim, so then he's contradicted 70, that doesn't mean that he has to recount the 70 days that he did previously, it just means that when he ends his Naziris for his son, that's not going to be at the same time of ending Naziris for his 100-day Naziris, and therefore he can't end them the same time. And why is that? We can't have a haircut less than 30 days. And some Gersais take this out, so we're not going to focus on this Lashon of the Mishnah. Now, the Gemara tells us, Amar Rav Rav says, The 70th day, that's the day that his son was born, that counts for here and here. Since we're saying that his Naziris for his son and his 100-day Naziris are ending on the same exact day, that means that day 70, which is the day that his son was born, counts as two separate days. It counts for day 70 of his 100-day Naziris, and it counts as day one for his 30-day Naziris. Now, it's important to get into the math over here for a little bit. If you think about it, we have a problem. If he's on day 70 of his Naziris, let's say day 70 of his 100-day Naziris is Sunday. So when Monday morning dawns, how many more days does he have to his 70-day Naziris? 30 more days. Now, if you're going to say that Sunday, which is the day that his son was born, counts as day one of his 30-day Naziris for his son, so then come Monday morning, how many more days does he have to that Naziris? Only 29. So it turns out that his 100-day Naziris and the Naziris for his son don't end on the same day. The Naziris for his son ends on day 99 of his 100-day Naziris. Now, even though that's so, he's still able to end both Naziris on the same day and bring the Karbanas for both of those Naziris on the same day. Now, why is that? Well, that's because we know that Lechat Chila, a Nazir has to count his full Naziris count, and only then, the day after, he's able to bring his Karbanas and shave his head. So it means that he keeps a full 30 days for his son's Naziros. And on day 31, he's going to bring his Karbanas for his son's Naziros. Now day 31 turns out to be day 100 for his 100-day Naziros. And even though it's day 100 and not 101, still, he's allowed to bring his Karbanas on the same day that he ends his Naziros. And this Chajman is important later. But now the Gemara is going to ask a question on Rav. Tanan, our Mishnah said, If the son is born up until and including day 70, he hasn't lost anything. Now, if you're going to say that day 70 counts as both day 70 for one Naziros and day one for the second Naziros, is Guri Misker, he's actually gaining. It's not that he's not losing, he's gaining a day. So why is the Mishnah using a Lashon of that he's not losing? So Gemara says, you're right. Really, the Mishnah should not have taught this Lashon of Ad Shevim, he's not losing out. And it's only Mishum Diktani Seifa, since the Seifa of the Mishnah says, Achar Shevim, Saiser Shevim, and we do have to use that Lashon, so Katani Reisha, Shevim, 
so too the Reisha uses this Lashen of Shevim that he doesn't lose out, but really would have been better to use that Lashen of Shevim he gains. But the market is asking on Rav Tashmami Seifa. Let's take a look at this Seifa, the Mishnah. Noilad Acher Shevim, if the child was born after 70, Saiser Shevim. So now there's a loss over here. So here's the question. My Acher, what does it mean the son is born after 70? Acher Acher. Has to be the son was born the day after the day after 70, meaning not day 71, day 72. Aval Acher Mamish Mai, let's say the son was born the day after 70, meaning day 71. What would the Halacha be? Hachinami Deloy Sasar. According to Rav, there wouldn't be a problem over there. Why, according to Rav, would there not be a problem? So here's where Cheshman comes into play. The son is born on day 71. How many more days does he have to his 100-day Naziris? He has 29. And if we're also going to count that day as day one of his Naziris for his son, so after that, how many more days does he have for the Naziris of his son? 29. Which means that both their Naziris are ending on exactly the same day. And we don't even have that one-day discrepancy that we had previously. The 100-day Naziris and the 30-day Naziris for his son are literally ending on the same exact day. Ihach, if that's really so, meaning if according to Rav, when his son is born on the 70th, first day of his 100-day Naziris, he still could finish both Naziris periods at the same time, so in my area, the Tani Noilad Ad Shivim Lehev said Klum, why does our Mishnah say that if the child's born until day 70, he doesn't lose out on anything? Even if the child is born after 70, meaning on day 71, there's no problem. You just said that there's no problem over there. It must be that when our Mishnah says the child is born after day 70, there is a problem, that means even if the child is born day 71, there's a problem, and that's not not like Rav. And the Gemara concludes, So to the Mishnah is clearly not like Rav, and we have a Raya for that. Now the Gemara asks, Rav, come on, say, in whose Shita is Rav going like? That we can count one day for two different counts. Elim, if you want to say Abishol, he's going like Abishol, that non, really the Gersh should be the Tanya, we have a Brisa, and this Brisa is talking about the Lachas of Avelos. And we know there's many different stages in Avelos. The first three days after a person dies are more strict than the next four days until the end of the Shiva. And we know that the Shiva itself are more strict than the Shloshim, which is 30 days and then we have after Shloshim for a parent is even less strict. So as Brisa tells us, If a person buried his mace three days before Yontif, so now there's no more Gzeris Shiva, meaning he doesn't have to keep the remaining four days of Shiva after Yontif. Let's say the person died eight days before Yontif, so now he doesn't have to keep Shloshim after Yontif. And he's allowed to take a haircut Erev Yontif, but if he didn't take a haircut Erev Yontif, he's not allowed to take a haircut after Yontif, he actually does have to keep the entire Shleishim after Yontif. He missed his opportunity to not keep Shleishim before Yontif, so now he has to keep Shleishim after Yontif. Now that was a Tanakama. Tesfavon Bezan Tap Abishol Aim Rabishol says, Afil Loisi Perkadim Regal, even if he didn't take a haircut before Yontif, Mutalasapar Achar Regal, he is allowed to take a haircut after Yontif. Shagashim Shemitsus Shleishim Batels Gzeris Shiva, just like keeping to the first three days of Shiva is Mavatal the remainder of Shiva, Kachmitsus Shiva, so too keeping to all of Shiva before Yontif, Mavatels Gzeris that's Mavatol the Shloshim. Now we see from here that Abishol argues with the Tanakama in two things. First of all, he argues that even though the person did not get a haircut before Yontif, and he could have, he still does not have to keep the Shloshim after Yontif, and he's allowed to get a haircut after Yontif. And number two, we see from Abishol's wording that a person only has to keep to the Shiva before Yontif. He doesn't have to have eight days, he only has to have seven. The Tanakama says that if his mace died eight days before Yontif, so now he doesn't have to keep the Shloshim after Yontif. But Abishol used the number seven, not eight. So now we're going to explain. My time with Abishal, what's Abishal's reasoning? Isn't it because he holds that the seventh, this last day of Shiva, counts for this and for that? It seems to be that according to Abishal, as long as the last day of Shiva was right before Yontif, so it's considered like he kept the full Shiva, 
And like he already started keeping the Shleshim before Yontif. And since he already started keeping the Shleshim before Yontif, so now that Yontif came, it's Mevatel the Shleshim. According to the Tanakhama, we don't say that because the Tanakhama uses the number eight. So the Tanakhama holds we have to have a full seven days of Shiva before Yontif, and we have to have an eighth day, which is counted as the Shleshim. And only then we could say that Yontif is Mevatel the Shleshim. But according to Abishol, we only need seven, implying that that seventh day is counted as part of the Shiva and as part of the Shleshim. The Gemara says, no, it's not a riot. Maybe Abishol only says in regards to Avelos of seven days, the Shiva, because that's Durabanon. But Nazir, which is Dairaisa, he wouldn't necessarily say that. He wouldn't say that Yom Shivim Oil Lakan Lakan. So the question is, who does Rav go like? The Gemara says, you're right. El Rav, Damar Krabiyasi, Rav holds a Krabiyasi. The time you have a Brysa. Now, this Brysa is about Nida and Ziva. So let's understand this for a second. Back in the day, there was two distinct periods that a woman could become Tame, and she had different halachas. The first seven days were called Yemei Nida. If she saw blood any point in time during those days, she was Tame up until day seven. Day seven, she makes sure that she's clean and she has no blood flow. She goes to the mikvah and she's Tahar. The next 11 days are what are called Yemei Ziva. So if she sees blood either one or two days in a row, she's called Azavaktana. And the next day after she sees that blood, she just has to make sure that she's clean and she doesn't have any blood. That's called called Shemeres Yoim Keneged Yoim. She has to be Shemer one day of cleanliness Keneged the day that she saw Adam. As long as she has a day of cleanliness without blood, she goes to the mikvah at the end of the day before it's nightfall and she's Tahar. Now if she sees blood three days in a row, she's called a Zavagadayla. She has to count seven Nikim, seven clean days without blood, then afterwards she goes to the mikvah. So here's our Brisa. Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yisrael says, Shemeres Yoim Keneged Yoim. She's in the stage of Shemeres Yoim Keneged Yoim. She's making sure that she's clean and that she doesn't have any blood. And it's Erev Pesach, the day that she's in the Karim Pesach. That they shechted the Karim Pesach and they sprinkled its blood for her on her second day. Again, it's the day after she saw Adam and she's making sure that she's tar and that she doesn't have any blood. And they included her in the group of the Karim Pesach because they were assuming that she was going to be clean, she was going to go to the mikvah sometime during the day, and that she would be tar by night and she'd be able to eat the Karim Pesach. And after she went to the mikvah, she saw Adam. So she's not allowed to eat the Karim Pesach because she's Tamei, but she's Pata for making Pesach Sheni. We know that when a person's Tame Pesach time, so they have to make Pesach Sheni. She doesn't have to make Pesach Sheni, even though she's Tame. Now, my time is RBSC. What's RBSC's reasoning? Isn't it because he holds that the first part of the day that she was Shimer Betahara is considered like she kept an entire day Betahara? Now, skip the next four words because the Russian Tysus and other people take them out, and therefore, she's only becoming Tame from here and on. Meaning, the first part of her Pesach, she was clean, she didn't have Dam, she went to the mikvah, so that's considered like a full day that she's Tahar. And that means that she's allowed to eat the Karim Pesach right now. And therefore, when they shechted the Karim Pesach for her, she was allowed to eat it and she was included in the group. And even though she became Tame afterwards, that's considered like a brand new Toma, not connected to the previous Toma. But since she already had the Karim Pesach shechted for her, she's already included in that group and she's Potter for making Pesach Sheni. So we see from here that Rav could hold a Krabiyasi. The Mikdasuyam Kakulai, we can count the first part of the day as one thing and the second part of the day as something different. The Gemara's hold on a second. We saw Rabbi Yossi, really hold that. But Tanya, we have a Brysa. Now, this Brysa talks about Zav. And Zav in some ways is similar to a Zava. A Zav is a man that has a mission coming from his body, very similar to Kerry. If he has one emission, which is called a Re'iya, a sighting, so he just has the status of a Balkari. If he has two Re'iyas, so that turns him into a Zav. He has to count Shivanikiyim, seven clean days where he doesn't have any Re'iyas, then he has to go to the Mikvah. And if he has three Re'iyas, then he also has to bring Karbanos. Now it's important to note that Toma Zav and Zava is more Hummer than Balkari, most notably that a Zav and a Zava are Mitame Mishkav and Maishav. Anything they sit, lie, or place their weight on becomes Tame, even if they're not touching it. So here we're going to ask a question on Rabbi Yaisi. We have a Bryce that tells us, Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi Yaisi says, Zav Balshte Re'iyos, a Zav who had two Re'iyos, Shashachta Vizarku Alav Bishvi, 
Pesach and they sprinkled its blood on his seventh day, meaning he's on his last day of Tahara. Or like we just previously mentioned, they shechted and sprinkled the blood of the Karim Pesach for her. And in both of these scenarios, afterwards, after the Karim Pesach was shechted for them, then they saw Dam or they had a Re'iyah of Zayv. Even though they're the Matame Mishkavumashav Limafreya retroactively, meaning even though we're going to say that something they sat on in the morning is going to be Tame retroactively, because now in the afternoon that they became Tame, it turns out that they really were a Zav, and therefore that thing they sat on a couple hours ago will become Tame. Still, Patur Milas is Pesach Sheni. They don't have to keep Pesach Sheni. So here's our question If we're going to say that they're Matame something retroactively, that means that that first half of the day, when we thought that they were Tahar, really they were Tame, and we're actually being a Tame something. So how can we Say that Rabbi Yaisi holds mixes kekuloi, and that first half of the day that she was tahar is considered like she actually was tahar for a full day, and this toma now that she's experiencing is considered a brand new toma. We just said that this toma that she experienced now in the afternoon will be matami something that she sat on in the morning, meaning she's not viewed as tahar in the morning. In other words, the entire day is considered like one day, one status, not two separate things. So Mar says no. My lamafreya. What does it mean, lamafreya? Retroactively, this thing is going to be tame. Midrabanon. It just means midrabanon. It's tame. It shouldn't be tame. And Hachinam is stop. It's actually logical to say that. If you want to say midairaiso, we're going to be metame it. Amai b'tur and milas pesach sheni. Why would they be potter for making pesach sheni? Because that means that when the carbon pesach was shechted for them, they were actually considered tame. So from the fact that the brayso says that they're potter for making pesach sheni, that means that really midairaiso they're considered tahar. And the only reason why lemafreya these things are tame is midrabanan. The Gemara says that's not a raya. I can really tell you that that lamafreya toma is toma da'iraisa. I so why would they be potter and pesach sheni? In other words, when the carbon pesach was shechted for them in the short window of time that we thought that they were tahar, why are we saying that's considered like they were part of the carbon pesach and now they don't have to do pesach sheni? That's because tahaim deziva hitiru. When we're dealing with toma zayv, which is called tahaim deziva because it came from inside the body, so that's something special that the chamim were matir that that's not under the classic definition of someone who's tame. Has to keep Pesach Sheni. However, we go back to our original understanding of Af Rabbi Yeshaya Savrel Mafreya Midrabanon. Even Rabbi Shaya holds that this Toma that we're saying, the Lamafreya, anything they sat on or leaned on becomes Tome, that's really a Toma Midrabanon. The time you have a Bryser, and we're going to read it with the following Girsa, the Amr Rabbi Shaya, Rabbi Shaya says, Aval Haraya Zav Bishvi Shaloi, Saisar Shalafanov. If a Zav has a flow, has an emission, has a Re'il on his seventh day of Nikiyim, that contradicts everything that he counted previously, meaning he was counting day one, two, three, four, five, six, and they were clean. Day seven, all the way at the end, he had a re'ia that sites for everything, and he has to restart that count of seven. told him, It should only contradict that one day. He saw on that day, okay, so he just has to make sure that he has one more day which is clean. The Gemara asked him right away, If you're going to say that that re'ia that he had on the seventh day contradicts something, so it should make him forfeit everything, even the previous six days. And if it doesn't have any effect at all, so it shouldn't even have an effect on. On that day that he saw it either. So Umar says, you're right, let's understand what Rabbi Yechon is saying is, it doesn't make him forfeit anything even that day that he had the Re'iyah. Now, Rabbi Shaya told Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechon goes just like you. The Amr, the Rabbi Yechon says, that when Azava sees at the end of the day and she had already checked in the beginning of the day that she was clean and she had went to the mikvah, that new Re'iyah is only metame her from now and on. Ask the Gemara, how could Rabbi Shaya say that Rabbi Yechonon is like Rabbi Yechon? Rabbi Yechon, the Amr, Rabbi Yechon, the Amr, 
Rabbi Yassi had said that she's metame anything she said on Lemafreya retroactively. So it must be, my Lemafreya, how does Rabbi Shaya understand this Lemafreya of Rabbi Yassi? Midrabanon, that it's only metame something Mafreya, Midrabanon, but not Midaraisa. Now just to clarify, she does Rabbi Yassi. Rabbi Yassi, Mechti. According to Rabbi Yassi, let's see. Savar, he holds, mixes Yamke Kuloi. Just even part of the day is considered like the whole thing. So Zava Gemur, the Maisa Karbon, Hechimishkachasla. Where do we find that we're going to have a full fledged Zava that's going to bring a Karbon? And why is it that we're never going to have a Zava Gedaila, one that sees three days in a row? Because Kivan the Chazi of Palga when she sees Dam in one half of the day, while Idach Palga Yaima, the other half of the day, Salak Lola Shimur, is considered like Shimur. That's the Shemeris Yaim Keneged Yaim. The way that we understand it, not according to Shitas Rabbi is that if she sees on Sunday, she has to make sure that she goes the entire Monday without seeing. That's Shemeris Yaim Keneged Yaim. But according to Rabbi that we could split the day in two because Mixes Yaim Kekulai, while she sees Sunday morning, so that makes her Tame, but then if she doesn't see Sunday afternoon, so that's already considered like a Mixes Yaim Kekulai, that she's Tahar. And now that she sees the next day as well, well, that's not connected to the previous day, so she'll never have three days in a row of Re'iyas that we'll be able to say that she's a Zavagadayla. So we have two different answers. Either you could say that she had a constant flow of blood for three days straight. Alternatively, you could say that for three days in a row, she saw that there's no time during those days that we're able to say that that's part of her count of Shemer Yom Yom. For example, Sunday night, right before Shkia, she started seeing Dam, and that led her into Monday. That means that she's considered Tame for Sunday and for Monday morning. And unless you say that Monday afternoon is going to be considered her Shemer Yom Yom, Monday afternoon as well, right before Shkia, she started seeing Dam into Tuesday. And so now we have three days, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, that she definitely had Dam and that she wasn't Tahar. And that's the other way, according to Rabbi they were able to make her Zavag Daila. Hajjal Acharini Nazir, Mazda for finishing the second paragraph of Nazir, just like we were Zachar finished this paragraph together. We should be Zachar and finish the entire Mesach together, and of course, all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.